Hey, Hada, what's happening in Melee? A surprising amount, as per usual. But I would say it's not only the fact that Lost Tech City is this upcoming weekend down in Texas. It's not just the fact that we have the official invited roster of Smash Summit 14. Of course, the vote-in process is still yet to play out. I believe there's might be a qualifying spot or two up for grabs. Who knows? But there's also, and we'll start with this one, we have IGN all connected to the grassroots community. I think I saw the word grassroots in this IGN article no less than five times. And yet being so out of touch with what's really going on down here is impressive. So Hada, why don't you go ahead and introduce us to the latest and greatest from IGN? Uh, shout outs to the boy, Matt Kim, dude. Um, I, I, you love journalists who report on gaming and refuse to do actual interviews beyond one or two. And because clearly they didn't actually talk to any community figures. They talked to people who are financially invested in this project. And of course, they only want good press around. And if IGN is going to write an article, they're only going to do the politically correct answers. Um, so titled, How Nintendo is Finally Embracing the Grassroots Competitive Super Smash Bros. Scene. And of course, any human being who's actually connected with the grassroots Smash scene is like, <laughs> jokes, good jokes. This is clearly a satirical article. Next, it's going to tell us to um, to impregnate the women and eat the babies. If you guys didn't, don't remember your British literature, that is a reference to a modest proposal. Basically saying it's all a bunch of shit. <laughs> and you know, while it may look pretty and make sense on the, uh, well, look pretty and make sense on the on like the the cover, it really doesn't actually have any substance. So it it goes on to saying how you know because of Panda Cup, it's now an important step for us. So quote for Nintendo, Panda Cup was really an important kind of step for us to finding a way to partner with the community, finding a way that we can partner with a community like Panda, who's been in the community, knows the history of the community, and is really familiar with all the grassroots efforts that have gone into it. And it's like, yes, while that is true, it also doesn't state all of the restrictions that have been placed upon Panda when running these events, meaning that there is no slippy files, there's no um, mod there's no modifications in order to make streaming, viewing, or casting the game easier for anyone, which is a lot of the modifications we've made to Melee are quality of life. They make it easier for us to operate as a competitive game. Um, of course, it's Unfrozen Stadium, which is not the standard that we've been playing on for many, many years now. And it's even gone as far as laying in, and I, ha I have not seen this, but apparently there is actually a rule book and a guidebook given to casters prior to events. So commentators have to um, stay within certain guidelines as written by Nintendo, not by Panda, but by Nintendo, or, and then mention certain amounts of Nintendo products during the broadcast and um, with the caveat that you can get fined should you break any of these regulations. And of course, none of this was actually brought to light um, for the community to actually see in this article. And of course, I'm sure he didn't even know anything about it because he didn't interview anyone. He didn't talk to anyone who actually has any stake or has any actual tangible unedited feelings about our relationship with nintendo and of course i can speak for very 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 many people in the community where our relationship with nintendo is hey we just wish you'd leave us alone they're the bully on the playground that you know their dad drives a tesla their mom shows up in the in the mercedes benz and you know our dad drives 
you know, a Ford F-150 and we're just there Wait, to have we a have a dad? Time. Oh, let's I, go. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know if we have a dad at this point. Uh, we, we tell everyone our dad drives a Ford F-150, but really we just walk to the park every day and uh, we get pushed around by this kid who goes home to his uh, $1.4 million house with his family and we, we go home to the apartment and eat some Kraft mac and cheese. And we know we live a happy life. We're happy to walk to the park on our Saturday afternoons and then walk back home to the apartment and have Kraft mac and cheese. But suddenly this kid who shows up eating, you know, farm fresh eggs every single morning and he gets to tell us what to do. Why does that make any sense? You have no investment in what in our lives. You have no investment in what makes us happy. So why do you care? What does anything that we do and how does that affect you in any way whatsoever? And that's my frustration with Nintendo. It's hard not to look at Nintendo who will say something to the effect of, hey, we have to protect our IP. Hey, we have a brand to uphold. Hey, we were we have our own thing going on over here. But I still can't remove the image of someone wiping the tears away from their face with like, you know, hundred dollar bills. I'm pretty sure. And I saw this a while ago, so I couldn't tell you the exact number, but I believe that Nintendo is sitting on many, many, many dollars of money just sitting in a bank somewhere, or I don't know how many bank accounts, it doesn't matter, just sitting on it, not using it, just building it up, seeing the pile grow bigger or something. What are they going to use it for? Who knows? I guess maybe to protect their IP someday when we finally manage to talk about P Plus on a Nintendo Panda stream. So there, I'll, I'll, I'll say a few things because I tend to be more of the glass half full but also acknowledge glass half empty thing here i saw that they had at dr allen the the ceo founder president of panda in this article he's talking about the good stuff that nintendo and panda are doing for grassroots and i appreciate him trying to make that all work because in order for there to be an officially licensed circuit and all that other stuff, you have to play ball with the bully that you're talking about, Hada. But we're on the losing end of the deal. Just to summarize it nicely, and I think Stude, shout outs to Stude on Twitter, at Stude. It's not embracing us as, as we are. Unfrozen Stadium, no slippy for visuals, weird commentary rules, and less opportunities for grassroots commentators as well. Panda Cup has done good things, but I don't think the trade-offs are worthwhile. And I will second that as well, because where's the big size prize pool that Nintendo has specifically crowdfunded? Gonna go ahead and guess that that was something that Panda put together. Who's paying to run this circuit? Nintendo's not doing it. And we get to, what, have, once again, ads for Nintendo games during the commercial breaks and then, you know, mention Nintendo games during the broadcast, if that's what you were talking about earlier, Hada. What are, what are the true benefits that we're seeing other than what? I mean, even the Papa John's deal was something that BTS put together, not Panda. So I'm, I'm confused about how this is doing so many great things and ultimately what's going to be the case, no matter how good it gets it will never be it will never be what we want or envision and so the reason why that is is because nintendo has their own idea of how to do all of this there's never going to match up with the communities will always be eternally at odds with each other that means that between the two i would just rather it be us on our own somehow find a way to make the big bully go away but as it is they are in the arena uh, in the arena they will always be there and it and it sucks that 
it wasn't for a better result than it is now. Maybe it'll be better in the future, but it'll never be exactly what we want. It's just a difficult line that we consistently have to toe. It's it's not for the benefit of ourselves. It's for self-preservation. It's it's fighting the fear of getting tossed a bunch of cease and desist over and over again. It's, yes. Um, the threat of litigation that we know we can't afford. And that's the thing is, you know, after the wake of the big house getting cease and desist, a bunch of legal channels on YouTube were started making content. Like, is is there standing to the, for this? Is would this if this went to trial like where which way would this go and the consensus was it's even if we did fight back in situations like that we don't have the pocketbook we don't have the financial gains or the time or the investment that nintendo has with their you know bags and bags of money and their incredibly educated lawyers um and expensive lawyers that you know we just can't stomach that so we have to roll over belly up and be like okay sorry our bad we'll just stay in our corner and do and do your free marketing we'll continue playing this game to a high level to tens if not hundreds of thousands of people every year and continue to market your product as a cool and amazing way to spend time with your friends and you know play a competitive game for absolutely free you know we do it for our benefit but you get the benefit all as well nintendo does you know, there's still like I can almost guarantee you there's a correlation of melee players that own a Switch. I own a Switch and I hate Nintendo. It's because I want to play Pokemon games. I think Pokemon games are fun. And I'm still connected to Nintendo because I play melee. And because I think Nintendo does make good games every once in a while. And so regrettably, I do own a Nintendo Switch. And there was a solid bit of my life where I did not own any Nintendo products because I didn't need anything past the GameCube and Super Smash Brothers Melee, and a controller. And that's always could have been purchased in 2002. So it's like, I, it, it just breaks my heart that we provide so much effort, we send so much into the community, and all we do is get either the threat of or physically get whipped down and beaten down by Nintendo for it. It makes no sense. So... It makes sense from Nintendo's perspective because in their minds, it's like, oh, no, we didn't authorize any of you to do all this stuff. But it's like, come on, look around you. This is this is this is comparable to any other fan base around any other IP in the world. Star Wars and Harry Potter and, and, and the MCU all the way down to niche books written by authors that like only a thousand people have heard of, but then five of the people who have read that book are writing fan fiction about it and posting it onto the internet. Like you will have people that fall in love with a world that is created by an artistic person. And then they will continue to add to it because as much as we all love original ideas, we also love familiarity. We love nostalgia. Everybody knows who Mario is. Everybody knows who Link is. And it's really cool that there's a game that exists, Melee specifically, where it's so intricate, it's so deep within itself of how the mechanics are and how the players can interact with each other. You know, to the point where fiction can say to a person who's taking a lesson with him, hey, were you hungry during this set? And the person going, actually, it's funny you say that because yes, I was hungry. And maybe that's just fiction making the read of a lifetime during one of his lessons. But it's also true where you can see 
uh, style behind different players playing the same character. You can see some really exciting hype gameplay where it makes you go, wow, what just happened? That was so cool. Where despite the fact that the game has never been patched before by Nintendo itself, we've done UCF type stuff. You get it. You get it. But Nintendo's never patched the game. They never had a chance to make Fox up smash weaker or to make Marth's grab range shorter. They never had a chance to do that. We've continually developed gameplay countermeasures to this as the meta continues to advance and 20 plus years later we get to see storylines of jmu coming out of nowhere and affecting the game's history and now we have a whole game's history to look back on we're so passionate about this and we're we love the game so much and we love the community that we're in and so when we see an article by ign where they're like yeah this is super cool nintendo's on the train as well all you have to do and i'll give shout outs to I'll give shout outs to, uh, oh, I just forgot his uh, tag on Twitter, uh, but has this really, really curated article website thing where there's all these links to these different times where Nintendo has come down with the hammer and said, no fan game for you, no Evo 2013 for you. Uh, It's not just Melee, it's all of their IPs and they say, we don't want you all to be super fans, just buy the new games and shut up. And that's an awful standpoint to have you'll find this across a lot of different places from the big publishers of the world like the nfl or apple or whoever but it's it sucks when all we're trying to do is throw sick events and and watch our favorite players play see the breakout stars play the game ourselves be a part of a community and nintendo goes well no we are not into that and it just breaks my heart but it's it's a situation that we really can't avoid and there's constantly going to be bootlicking you know um wannabe reporters who don't do their due diligence who don't look past what nintendo and what panda told us you need to actually grow a pair and say and tell your editor i need two more days to interview people push back the deadline it's not that big of a deal panda cup has been going on for months it's not like this was a like hard-hitting, breaking news story. Actually do your due diligence and do your job, Matt Kim. Jesus. Actually, like, it makes me so mad. Like, like, the app, like, it's just bootlicking Nintendo for the sake of getting Nintendo clicks. And, of course, there's a Nintendo ad for Mario plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, on top of the article. Like, it doesn't, like, it's not hard-pressed to see why we are curating and providing an article for the sake of just Nintendo. It's not for the sake of the grassroots community. It's just for sympathy clicks and for bootlicking from a huge, you know, gaming company. And it's it's ridiculous. It's so in everyone's face and it's just pathetic, honestly. When we see Steve come into Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and everyone's going, "Oh, Microsoft and Nintendo working together. Wow, this is so cool." And I think I forget who said this on the Yard podcast. <laughs> a while ago and they might not even be talking about steve but they're just talking about two big publishers 69ing each other essentially and then and and maybe we get a little bit of something for the people of the world who wanted steve in ultimate they got their wish their dreams came true but for every time where something cool happens and the community benefits from it. There are just as many instances where something happens in the community does not benefit from it. In fact, it is hurt. It is weakened. The resources alone that we could be able to make good use of 
I, I always come back to the code of conduct panel. It could have been where we had a community led panel being able to pass around material on how to be how to be building a safer, better community and be paid for their efforts when for a long time they put in volunteer hours, hundreds and hundreds of volunteer hours, and they had to disband because they couldn't do it anymore. That would be something super cool. And I know it's not the first thing people think of. The first thing people think of is million dollar prize pools or big arenas like a football arena for Melee or for Ultimate or both. I mean, but- League of Legends World Championship is going on right now. If you want to see actually, if you want to see a game production company, or a game development company that actually cares about its esports space, they obviously Riot Games has been doing it on the highest scale for a very, very long time. And there is the perfect example. Just go to, you know, just go watch Worlds right now. Like you're pulling in teams and um, competitors from all across the globe to compete for giant prize pools. And it pulls hundreds of thousands, if not probably millions, um, maybe even a million viewers through the course of the world championship. This is something that could be, at least in a fraction, the sort of production value we could get for Melee, that we could get for Ultimate, that we could get for Project Plus, that as long as like we actually had some sort of open line of conversation with Nintendo, and it's just disgusting that they're they're just selfish. It's just selfish behavior. I'm going to go ahead and assume, based on this Wikipedia article, that Riot Games is doing just fine, even though they're embracing the the whole competitive side of everything. Oh, oh no. I think, I think that there's so many lost opportunities. And what we have instead is just the, it's a, it's a glass quarter full idea. We, we have tried for years and years to get exactly what this is right now. The, the Nintendo officially licensed circuit that we've all been asking for since a long time ago, since the MLG days, people wanted to be able to see something like this come to fruition. And so we're not happy about it because of all these restrictions that come along with it. And the idea that we will not be able to fully be what we are now without giving into the, the cookie cutter, the the prepackaged family friendly material and i don't mean to say family friendly in a derogatory way i'm a family man myself i have two kids i have a wife but i'm like i i don't like this whole we have to do everything super squeaky clean by the book type stuff the the community will never be as vibrant as it can be if we're not allowed to fully express ourselves Okay, so we should go ahead and move on to the next topic. We spent enough time on IGN. Good job. Congratulations. You got a, you got a, got some time on our on our little melee happenings diddle here. Uh, all in front of one viewer. Let's go. Okay, so now we're going to talk about Lost Tech City. So Hada, I'll go ahead and give you a second to pull up whatever you need to, but let's go ahead and intro this by saying LTC, very common acronym down there in Texas. Big shout outs to people like Stude, Palpa. There's some other, oh, Justice. I hope that Justice is at Lost, Lost Tech City. I guess I don't know that for sure as of right this second, but other people out of Texas, I guess Wizrobe, <laughs> also out of Texas, but I'm very excited about the fact that we have, for some odd reason, another tournament that actually has some top-heavy competition mixed in with mid-level players that we all hopefully know and love. So, Hada, please break it down for us. Who are you excited to see at Lost Tech City? 
I mean, Lost XC seems like a really cool tournament, and I know that the the actual depth of numbers aren't that high. I think it's under 200 entrants, um, but it's extraordinarily top-heavy, too. Um, you know, looking at our top 16 seeds, going from the top down, you got Hungry Box at one, Plup, Amsa, Mango, Kadoran, Wizrope making an appearance, Axe, Pipsqueak coming out um, as well, Sfat, Magi, Salt, Mech, Bobby, Big Balls, SDJ, Skurzo, Sfop. So Sfop being our 16th seed, and if you know who how good Sfop is, you know, even just being compared to the likes of Skurzo, um, it's going to be an absolute bloody you know, top 32, top 16, and it's going to be really exciting. And um, personal favorite of mine is uh, Colorado's own secrets will be making an attend will be making an appearance. Um, has a couple wins over the likes of Axe as well as uh, being the teammate to um, to Justice during the big debacle between them and um, no fluxes. Um, so definitely a super super solid player. Going to hopefully going to represent Colorado well. Hoping they can get a couple good wins while they're there as well. So, um, people I'm excited for. Honestly, I'm hoping to see um, some pretty deep Magi influence. I do believe Ginger will be making an appearance as well. Uh, so, the Falco is looking to make a good run. And uh, I think Falco and Falcon is probably going to be the name of the tournament. So, we do have, like I was saying, Magi, Bobby, Big Balls, Ginger. On the Falcon end, we have uh, Wizrobe. We have uh, Mech. We have Salt as well. And um, we have a lot of potential to see, you know, super fast, big, strong race car, man, do some damage here in top 16. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there was a little bit of controversy because Tuesday, one of the, one of the Midwest TOs, I think Tuesday comes out of Texas as well without Tuesday, Texas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So had a nice little top 32 seating but then they decided to not do that. So the interesting thing about this bracket, or maybe it's not interesting, maybe it's sad to some of y'all, is that in winter semis, originally I think Mango and Plup were supposed to play if the seeding from Tuesday followed through. But instead we're going to look at the top eight seeding of being Hungrybox versus Mango, and then the other side being Plup versus Amsa. So I'm actually, you know, for my own part, I am very excited to see a projected matchup between Hungrybox and Mango once again because that's been a nice little storyline in the second half of this year. You know, there was SmashCon, Mango, and then there was Shine. Oh, Hungrybox won. And it's going to be super cool. <laughs> Although all the Ultimate Kids were excited that Hungrybox won. So there's a fun little back and forth there. And of course, their rivalry is over a decade old. So this is all juicy stuff. And I'm excited to see who how top eight plays out. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here. I'll go ahead and first of all, just throw quick shout outs over to the doubles bracket. There's actually some interesting doubles teams. And of course the, the clear favorite there, if you look at the doubles bracket is you see hungry box plup, no shot that anybody else wins this bracket. I have to be honest. I, I'm, I would be surprised, first of all, if Mango played <laughs> in brackets, uh, in doubles with SFAT, even though PPU going to bat super hard for SFAT to, and Mango to team together on Twitter. But what about Axe and Amsa? Of course, this is the first time I've seen Axe and Amsa teaming with each other, I think, this entire year so far. So that'd be super cool, ideally. But we all know that Hungry box and plop is such a dangerous combination i don't think they dropped a game at a tournament where they played doubles within the past couple of months I, they're just such a dominant duo so 
Hada, I'll just give a quick over to you. Who wins the doubles bracket? Doubles is interesting. Uh, I'm going to look at our projected real quick just to see what we have cooking. So it says we have HBox Plup uh, running all the way through. Plup is amazing in teams. HBox is solid at teams, given, again, this is someone who plays mostly doubles, and Colorado plays mostly doubles. So based on their fundamentals, Plup is a phenomenal teams player. Um, and that's very much on the same realm that SFAT and PewPew are also amazing teams players. Mango is, I would argue, a better teams player all around than HBox. But I think just the the stacked star power, it's going to be a competitive set, I think, regardless, between um, HBox, Plup, and Mango SFAT. Uh, Bobby and Salt, I've never seen them team. I think they've been prepping for it on stream recently. They've been playing a little doubles um, on stream. Axe and Amsa are a uh, tried and true tested team. I would expect them to at least get top four. Um, I want to call the upset and say Mango S Fat wins it, but HBox Plup is a is going to be an amazing set. So I don't think it goes to the reset. It's I think whoever wins winners finals wins the tournament. Yeah, it's uh when it boils down to it. Yeah, imagine your favorite player rolling over onto the winner side of onto the winner side of grands. You make it into winner side of grands, and then whoever loses in winners finals goes down to the losers finals match, and they go. I don't have any interest in trying to beat the team that just beat us two times in a row. I mean, that's kind of because, you know, doubles is, is kind of dead right now, which is unfortunate. I am a big believer in making this work if we can get a couple of static teams. And if we start only doing top four, I would really think that looking at a stream of doubles pools, probably not the move and maybe not even the first part of top eight. I think that people want to see familiar faces and you'll see familiar faces if you can get far enough on stream where it's just those top four teams that are left. And I'm don't want to be mean to some of these other teams that are going to put the work in. You have to imagine that somebody like that, somebody like, uh, <laughs> I don't know who Bungo or Howdy is. So if you're listening to this, I do apologize. I hope you make it super, super far all the way to Mango SFAT in winner's quarters, but it's just not going to be what most people want to see. So I would say if you can have it be front and center for just a little bit on a not Friday, maybe a Saturday night kind of a deal after the singles pulls or, and, and you get through most of the top 64 bracket. I don't know. I don't know how you make it better without being an official TO, but I say maybe don't stream doubles pulls. That would be my only recommendation. I mean, you would say that. I would say, knows, <laughs> like the more d deep seated doubles players, for example, looking at the deeper players, uh, Dark Hero, Box Marth, outrageously good. Outrageously good. Pretty solid at teams. I think they, Dark Hero and Cast may be able to beat Bungo and Howdy, face off against Mango S Fat. Also, uh, Nut and Salami. Salami is uh, known for teaming with Zamu at a couple of events. Really solid teams, Fox. Solid, solid, solid. And then Nut, half of the team of Nut Vavez, who is um, after Pew Pew S Fat, the best doubles team in NorCal. So Nut, amazing shoots. That's going to be um, two amazing doubles players coming together. So that's Nut and Salami. Going to be facing off against Amsa and Axe Projected. That's going to be an amazing set. And then Secrets, who I was talking about earlier, actually teaming with S Fop. So Secrets, um, a member of the Crack Shack. If you guys know, if you've ever heard about that Discord channel, it's um, a lot of the 
hidden boss sort of um, melee players. You're going to have Beezim, Secrets, SFOP, Justice, Salt. Um, there's another Yoshi in there. I think Whiskers is in there. And Ooh. it's just um, Swift is in there. Um, Secrets and Swift play a lot. And so there's a lot of like really, really talented melee players. And they all love teams. And so they've all gotten very, very good at teams. So SFOP and Secrets teaming. And of course, you saw that um, SFOP and Justice played very, very well at um at the last tournament they went to at Riptide. And so you can imagine that Secrets and SFOP would make a very deep run Secrets being probably a top five doubles player in Colorado, which is a very difficult feat to, to accomplish. So um because a lot of our a lot of the Colorado doubles teams, especially the static ones, will make top eights at most super majors. Um or at least make runs for ninth or thirteenth. So like I expect big things. I could honestly I would I would put Secrets and SFOP over Salt and Bobby. I would I would be shocked if Bobby and Salt beat Secrets and SFOP. I'm going to be honest. You're so, putting two talented singles players together versus two talented doubles players. Who are also two very talented singles players. You know, SFOP. Oh, okay, yes. You're, 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 you're correct, yes. And mm-hmm. then Secrets has two top 10 wins and I believe Axe and online against Plop. <laughs> Was Axe <laughs> top 10 at the top? No, I'm kidding. Okay, so... <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So we have we have doubles. Shoutouts to Hungrybox and Plub. I'm sorry. And now, back to singles. We were there a little bit earlier here. I'm looking at projected for who's going to miss out on top eight, who's going to get just short players like Mech, Sfat, Salt, Magi. Poor Magi. Why is she always, like, seated to place ninth? Okay, anyway, we have... Other players like SDJ Skurzo and SFOP, Bobby Big Balls. So these are some interesting, some interesting missing out on top eight players. So that means this is a nicely stacked tournament at the top end. I'm looking at Palpa, who's not seated to get close to top eight as of now, losing in losers round three to Bobby Big Balls as the bracket plays out. But Palpa, I've always loved watching Palpa's jigglypuff whenever i see palpa playing on stream so i'm just rooting for palpa purely because of that and then i'm looking at skurzo because skurzo has had some really nice placings this year and i think that there hasn't been a whole lot of activity outside of the chicago area for skurzo recently but maybe this is a top eight to make and then i know that wizard is supposed to beat sfat and by the way why is Riz- Rizrobin loser so early to begin with because okay gonna lose to amsa whoa 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 we have got to talk about amsa versus wizard that is a heated rivalry not because they hate <laughs> each other but because amsa the best yoshi in the world wizard many people look upon as the best falcon in the world and whenever they play I mean, the, you're seeing two different ideologies clash super hard, and I love watching Amsa and Wizrobe sets, and we're like going to see that on winner's side outside of top eight. This is insane. Okay, I don't know if Amsa's going to win that, but Amsa is, is in practice and, and has been playing really well this year, so I'm, I'm not mad that Amsa's seeded to win. I would agree with that seeding, but I don't... I'm curious to see if Wizrobe's going to come out and win Smash Factor 9 style or if there is going to be a little bit of the rust that I assumed would happen going into Smash Factor 9. But Wizrobe won that event, so I don't know what's going to happen. All this is exciting. What do you think? I mean, I I think that this is a really cool bracket. Obviously, Amsa Wizrobe is probably going to be the the go-to look for a top, for a ninth place or a 
winner side top eight qualifier pardon me i think plup versus axe is going to be solid honestly all of them with i i hate to say it the exception being probably hbox pipsqueak oh i want to see pet um, versus hungry box that'll be fun i I definitely want to see all these sets but i think it's going to be the the most lackluster i think (laughs) i know kadoran has beaten mango i think um axe beating jmook uh in their first meeting in you know the most relevant timeline shows that axe has it against uh sheik and of course axe's fox is being in good practice so i don't know if axe would whip out the fox against plup and cause some crazy <laughs> character counterpick battle um i know that's something that axe is actually looking to get into um so Wizard is probably the most up in the air and i think it's the most interesting especially with the matchup i think yoshi throws a monkey wrench in just about anything and of course wizzy not only being falcon but also a, a lesser known character well, at least to the super, super high level of Melee. Of course, at the high level, Melee Falcon is actually a very prevalent character. Um, but yeah, Falcon on paper destroys Yoshi, absolutely shits on Yoshi. But Amsa has made it look extraordinarily doable and even, you know, borderline even at some point. Uh, but and thinking about uh, the rest of the bracket, some, I want to bring up some some hidden bosses for our top, what is this, top... But, I think we're looking uh, at top 48. Goals, top 48, something like that? Yeah. So looking to qualify for top 48 is, um, let's see, anyone who I really like. We do have Grab. Grab is uh, someone who is seated to lose to SFOP. So that's pretty interesting. But Grab, the number one player out of Tennessee and um, Kentucky, respectively. And uh, Melee Stats sponsored player. Uh, we do have Nut. Um, Nut versus Snowy. So Snowy actually making an appearance for a very long time who uh, Snowy, the go-to puff warm-up for Armada and Leffen during the era of Xbox <laughs> dominance, as well as the, um, the the proverbial rank 100 player that year, which was really, really cool. So an um, older known uh, top 100 level player face off against a nut. That's going to be a pretty good set. Um, Franz versus Stone will actually be a really great set as well. So Franz coming out for a, for a tournament for the first time in a long time. And... I hope Secrets doesn't hear me say this, but I'm in my heart of hearts. I don't think Secrets can be Dark Hero. Be Dark Hero. Mm. I think Dark Hero beats Secrets. Mm. Um, it's gonna be an amazing set, and I hope it gets recorded because I really want to watch it. But dude, John's cracked. John is so good. Um, Dark Hero is one of the few players in the world who I have sat down and played for a long time, and this includes players like Mango and Hungrybox, where I've played a couple hours of friendlies with them where I have felt like no matter what I did, I was going to lose by a minimum of three stocks. Like Dark Hero is so crisp. He's so precise. He will just decimate your stock. And it didn't matter what I did or what I could throw at him. He would, within a stock, adjust to any sort of adjustments I made. And he is a true, true hidden boss in the melee scene that I think still exists. I think Dark Hero is like that. And prior to this, I think the biggest example of that was Hanky Panky. But Hanky Panky was even less like that because Hanky Panky was ranked top 100 twice. Um, I think in the top 50 even once. But Dark Hero is quite literally, I think, the most underrated player on the planet. Dark Hero, if they could travel, I believe they're getting their doctorate right now in psychology, um, would easily be a borderline top 50 caliber level player. Dark Hero might be a top three marth in the world in my humble opinion 
Oh so I could gosh. see Dark Hero beating Secrets. I could see Dark Hero beating Magi. I could see Dark Hero beating Skurzo. I could see Dark Hero having a really close set with Ghidorin and probably losing and getting ninth. I could legitimately, I would not be shocked if Dark Hero got ninth at this tournament. Not even close. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. Okay, well, is Dark Hero in the same pool as Ghidorin? Because that would be juicy. Aw, aw. No. I think Dark Hero's probably one seed in their pool. Because Texas knows. Texas, no, Pip. Dark Hero's scheduled to lose. Honestly, I can see Dark Hero beating Pip. <laughs> well, if Dark Hero is a Marth main, Pip. if Dark Hero is a Marth main, then Pip's going to be bringing out the Falcon and is very confident in that matchup. If you were listening to Radio Melee this week with Pipsqueak, uh, no one is more confident versus Marth in the world than Pipsqueak after you listen to that. <laughs> it's, it's like uh, I'm pretty sure Dark Hero's beaten Johnny online. Okay, so <laughs> that'll be, that's why it's going to be really interesting to see. It's going to be really, really interesting to see how that turns out. Oh my god, dude. Like when Pipsqueak starts telling you, when Pipsqueak man. starts telling you, he doesn't have to worry about the Marth tech chase. I go, what do you mean you don't have to worry about the Marth tech chase? What? And he's explaining it and you go, wow, okay. So like, he just has a way with words. I'm like, okay, I guess you don't have to worry about the Marth tech chase then. Anyway, it'll be really cool to see these results from Lost Tech city leading up to top eight but now we have to talk about who's going to win the tournament because we always give predictions here otherwise why are we doing this and i say that hungry box is going to win the event Ugh, i know the hungry box is seated to win and so that's an easy choice to make but i so badly want amsa to win or mango or plup any of the other three players that are projected to make the winner side of top eight i also wouldn't mind seeing Wizrobe win this event you know just tearing through i wouldn't mind seeing someone like axe make top three you know something like that but it, i think i think plup has a legit shot to win and plup has beaten hungrybox this year so it's very possible absolutely plup has a very legit shot to win this bracket um but my heart wants Dark Hero to win. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't see Dark Hero winning. There's there, there's too many variables. I don't see Dark Hero beating Wizzy, Amsa, Axe. We have history so, of <laughs> of of a good Marth player going all the way to winners finals of a big event. You know, Genesis two. To shout outs to Ty. Mm, that's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> um, it's. I I honestly think uh, if I had to put a hedge my bet. Like if I was if I had five thousand dollars on the line and it was gonna make or break my life, I'd put H box down. Um my little bit of hype beast to me, I think Plup has a super solid shot of winning. You know, that's scheduled that you know, Plup being the two seed, scheduled to lose in winners finals and get double eliminated by H box. So I honestly think Plup can take this home and I would love to see a Plup win. Um a Plup win and in my super heart of hearts. I want Amsa to win. I think an Amsa win outside of Europe would be dope. I know Amsa won Fate or Fet two. Um, just very recently. Welcome to summer. North America, baby. I mean, this is Amsa's first event after starting the year long stay in Vancouver, and then immediately comes down to Texas. Shout out to Amsa. <laughs> what a legend! I think, I think Amsa's staying with Nez Mod God, so I'm sure there'll be some Yoshi Dittos going on. That'll be fun. Hmm. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. So I want to say Hungrybox because of how he sort of does that thing. And I, I haven't lived through this arc that much in my time here in the Melee community. But I remember 2019. I remember how it was sort of like, oh, maybe Hungrybox isn't number one in the world anymore. But then in the fall, it just sort of 
started he sort of started winning everything or a lot of events and so you win a, an event like lost tech city it's going to help you win an event like big house it's going to help so you have to put that together i would also give a caveat to mango if you're going to be down there you might as well win the whole thing who knows as well you might as well yeah and i think that wraps up our ltc coverage and just a as i know this is a very beginning of summit season but our invited players have been announced, and to no one's surprise, list. we do have Hungrybox, Leffen, Wizrobe, Plup, Zane, Omsa, JMook, IBW, Mango, and Pipsqueak. Pipsqueak, unfortunately, was invited to the last two summits, and for one reason or another, I believe COVID was one, and um, getting screwed over. Got screwed over hard. Um, has missed the last two and has been gifted an invitation to the following summit. And so we do have Pip and Leffen representing Europe, of course. Amsa now an NA resident, uh, still going to be representing Japan, I'm sure. Oh but yeah, the, uh, so we have a little flags. Did you notice that on their oh, spacesuits? Yeah. That's and sweet. and look, Hungrybox um, has the I want to say that's the Argentinian flag. Yeah. As well as the U.S. flag. That's pretty dope. So I'm thinking hey, like that's kind of hype. Yeah, that's that, that's pretty cool because Hungrybox represented Worlds at Gommel Crew Battle, which is still like such an insane crew battle. That was awesome. Okay, so this is cool. I obviously am always a big fan of the summits because there's a lot of prestige behind the event. Invitationals always down to see what kind of content they create. Mafia, all that fun stuff. This is this is one of our favorite events as as a melee community person. This is one of the best events that you'll see throughout the year and we get to see it twice a year normally now which is crazy so i'm looking forward to seeing who else makes it in by way of voting and i think i think there might be one or two qualifying spots up for grabs i don't remember for sure part of the reason why i don't remember for sure is because i want to say that big house might have a qualifying spot but big house has qualifying spots for panda cup finale as well so that might be the focus of what big house is doing in advance of the panda cup finale in december either way i'm excited to see this event it's going to be coming up here in the beginning of november so the first weekend of november and mango announced 0.5 is happening so that's going to be fun to see because they even did a skit for the last 0.5 uh, everybody's taking a step up when it comes to summit and i love seeing that i'm interested to see how the new voted and process goes and just an early uh, well, an early prediction, I think Leffen's going to do pretty well at this at this event because Leffen will have had been in the U.S. for one or two other events leading up to this, between now and then leading up to Summit, and I think that might be enough of a download to make things happen. It's going to be exciting to see how it all shakes out. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting thing, and of course, I believe... Um... All chat pushing to get JFlex to summit this time around. So yes, you got the dark Gen X power up. We do we do? So we are trying to get the big man Flex into summit. So guys, go buy a shirt, go buy a hoodie, go buy a frog hat. He's so talented. And wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! They have, they have. Wait a second, they have the frog hats for sale on the merch. Where, I where? Have, I do want. I, I don't know if there's a frog hat, but <sighs> I do. I hope there's a frog hat. I really do. Um, because I would buy one. Like, actually, let, let me. I'm gonna look at the um, BTS Smash Summit 14. Uh, I'm. Go, I want there? that hat. <laughs> yeah. 
there's there's a thousand of them out and around right now i'm sure yeah I'm but sure it, it's out there yeah uh, you know i need to get like the second wave i, I missed the original wave that's my fault yeah is there a, a start ggr for it already no i don't i mean if there is i don't think they have the merch shop open because voting hasn't happened yet they have to still do like the like the initial vote in phase where you make a pool of voting people oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah well yeah. so we, we don't know yet we don't know what's in the shop yet but if there's frog hats i'm sure they will be out and about oh yes i'll be getting round two patch patch one of the frog cat for sure that's me i'm there frame one and then yes voting for jflex because i want to see jflex against all these players are you kidding me that would be so cool and jflex is going to make everybody look small and skinny at the event because of those ginormous muscles it's going to be super Mm. cool you know that you'll get to see some (laughs) You'll, you're going to get to see some kind of cool skit come out of how insanely talented and strong J-Flex is. So let's go, J-Flex. J-Flex Friend of the program. Okay. For sure, for sure. I think we're starting to wind down. This has been a longer episode than usual. So for the audio listeners, thank you for listening along. You really should watch this live on twitch.tv slash cypher0033 or watch it on YouTube because we're going to do our exhibition best of five coming up here. But before we do that, Hada, you can tell the audio listeners where to find you or to bring up any last topics you wanted to get to. Um, well... I'm down to one. My animals are all with me today. So there's a sleepy cat. Breakfast. Cat. And then there's a. He's actually. There's a sleepy dog. Oh. oh. Sleepy dog. So the animals are hanging out with me in my new office. Um, The missus is asleep. So um, yeah. um, I'm at Hey Hot on everything. I'm. They're playing a lot of RuneScape recently. There's a new RuneScape league. It's like Fresh Start Worlds where everyone starts at you know base stats and races to get high scores and stuff. So I'm trying to be top 100 on the ladder for the Slayer skill. So if you guys are interested in RuneScape at all, um, I've been doing that a lot with um, on my stream time. Start my new job next week. Um, so that'll be good. And yeah, uh, we have a Fox Dinner to play. Oh, wait, hold on. Here's some juicy, juicy. I, I teased this in the Discord server. Announcement. Ooh. Bottom of the Smash Mountain will be coming to you live from the Big House 2022, from the Big House 10 in Detroit, Michigan. I will be joined up there by Oates, who is the director of Major Zine, and by jake spear you know everyone one of one of everyone's favorite shout out to you hada you said jake spear super chill so i messaged jake spear who literally got back to me in two minutes and said down and i was like oh let's go so hada i'm so sad you won't be there because otherwise i would be begging you dragging you to the stage please do this with me Get on the pod yeah, next time. Next time. Next time. Next time. I mean, you know, I there's saying, no. I keep saying that. There's, there's not gonna be. There's not gonna be this whole like, hey, you know, you're gonna get fined if you don't talk about bottom of the Smash Mountain enough, Hada. Hey, you have to talk about bottom of the Smash Mountain propaganda in order to be on my. The, hey, no grassroots commentators. No, we are gonna get you up there for another time, another place. Hopefully, this leads to other things. But first, we have to knock it out of the park at Big House. It's weird. I'm up there, and then later on. On, they'll have you know scar and toe for the reeds and they'll have the tweak podcast people it's gonna it's weird then <laughs> all of that and me with with also jake spear and oh super exciting i'm really really 
tickled pink that I have an opportunity to do something like this. So thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. I love the Panda Cup. <laughs> so uh, yes, Ooh, for those, so for those of you, for those of you who are going to be there, I will obviously be there all weekend. But Friday is when that is happening. So hopefully, I'll remember to tweet out going live on the main channel or the one of the maybe BTS Smash Four. But it doesn't matter to me because I'm going to try to bring the energy. I'll be yelling a lot more than normal. If any of you have wanted to see me unhinged like this is me at 50 percent. i'm gonna be bringing 100 percent because i won't be worried about waking up my family because it won't be nighttime let's go let's go but yeah hey I'm, I'm super excited for you to have an awesome time at big house big house is such an amazing series if you've never been to a big house i'd recommend you go uh, i do believe registration is probably closed so you probably can't get in now but next time next time <laughs> you can still go and attend the event you just can't compete in the bracket yes that is correct it is unfortunate seeing the people come in through the big house discord and asking all kinds of fun questions that they should know the answer to already is always a good time all right so now audio listeners thank you for joining us let's move on to the exhibition best of five hada who will you be playing at? oh and also the overlay who will you be playing as tonight i believe we're fox doing so we are gonna fox ditto let's go this is exciting we're gonna fox ditto i got a new overlay and this was made by doodle dudester so shout outs to doodle dudester i have a starting soon little thing as well but i haven't fully done what i wanted to do with it yet doodle made the art i want to turn it into like a proper starting soon with music and stuff i just didn't get a chance to do it before we started recording tonight okay Hada, are we connecting to Hada 9? Is that what we're doing? I believe so. Oh my god, that is so sick. You seeing that? That is so cool. Yeah, uh, so yeah. pixelated art of more mountain ranges and scenery. You just can't see it behind all this stuff, but it's super sick. 